Welcome to B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. Meet Bonnie. She's from Oklahoma. Where the wind comes sweeping down the plain. A meteorology major and loves to chase. Meet Bobby. He's from Oregon. Going green. Greenage. Saddle up. You got a boss. Oregon AMS vice president and a former TV weather producer. It's B Squared. Let's talk weather. Welcome to B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I am Bobby in Oregon. And I am Bonnie in Oklahoma. Bonnie, we talked about a lot of interesting stuff last week. Um, we finally had some tropics. We had, you know, Barry, which was a minimal hurricane, and Barry did the Barry things, and Barry came ashore and dropped a lot of rain. And then, you know, we looked at the tropics and said, well, there's not a whole lot out there. Yeah. And we weren't really sure what was going to happen weather-wise. We knew maybe that there'd be some storms. Nothing, you know, to write home about last weekend when we had our last chat. However, thankfully, the adage goes in Oregon, and I'm sure it's the same in Oklahoma. If you don't like the weather, wait five minutes, it will change. Boom. And lo and behold, it did. Yep. Like literally a few hours after you texted me last night saying nothing's happening in the tropics, poof, right. Mother Nature said, watch this. <laughs> uh, we will get to our tropical update here as we get toward 50 on the hour. By the way, if you are a Weather Channel fan, you got that joke. That was pretty funny. Thank you. Unscripted. Did you, get, did you get that? Oh, yeah. I totally got okay. it. Okay. <laughs> uh, for those of you that don't get it, uh, the Weather Channel does their tropical update at 50 past every hour. Oh, and so then are we going to do the local on the 8s? Uh, we, yeah, but we do our locals at the end, so. Well, hopefully it ends on an 8. And we'll, You know what? The best part is we're taping a podcast. It can end whenever we want it to. Okay, well, we're going to time it so it ends on an 8. Okay, we'll, we'll definitely work on that. Um, but back here in the United States, I think kind of the big story going into the week was this ridge of high pressure that was going to start to warm up most of the eastern United States. Um, everywhere from pretty much, you know, the Rockies east, we're going to be looking at unbearably high temperatures, a lot of humidity, um, and everybody's new favorite word. We've graduated from polar polar vortex to uh, heat index. Yeah. And, you know, you start factoring in a temperature, and then you throw the humidity into it, and it makes the temperature feel a lot hotter. And so... Um, if you want to try and calculate the heat ex, uh, index on your own, I'm going to wish you good luck, let you know you probably need an advanced degree in mathematics. Or you can just do the easy thing, which Bonnie and I do, and that's called pull out a, uh, a conversion table that you can get from any of your National Weather Service offices or any other weather provider that will provide you with that. Um, because, one, the formula is incredibly stupid and incredibly long. Mm-hmm. Um and again, I'm not the meteorology major like Bonnie is, and Bonnie's had the more uh, time in the math books than I have. But, you know, I've seen a lot of the formulas that meteorologists use, and, you know, I've used some of them when I was a TV weather producer and an intern and trying to figure out stuff. But I looked at that formula, and my head hurt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's bad. And wind chill's just the same. Like, calculating those what-it-feels-like temperatures it's, it's stupid crazy. Like that, I think it's on my f- personal Facebook page that I put that that e- equation. Yeah, it's 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 nuts. Yeah, it's, it's like a paragraph long. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I guarantee you, you mess up one thing in that formula, 
or you somehow violate a rule of mathematics somewhere in that formula, you're going to get a really weird wonky number, and that's not good. Right, you'll get a heat index, a heat index of like negative 50, and it's like, that can't be right. <laughs> <laughs> People will be like, oh, please make it happen. <laughs> right, it's 99 degrees outside, but it feels like negative 50. Oh, yeah, I mean, you would Makes sense. <laughs> right? I think your wind chill at that point would, you know, have to be somewhere in the three to 400 mile an hour range. <laughs> yes, oh, hey, Whoa. Troposphere. Hey, we can make that happen. We'll just go put you into the jet stream. Wow. You just like put two equations into one equation. That was crazy. Wow. Is that, vi- my mind a little bit. Is that violating the math rule though? I feel like there are no rules. Okay. That's a good point actually. They're made up on the spot. I feel like. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Okay. I will, I will give you that. Um, no offense to the mathematicians out there. I totally respect all the laws of math. Yeah. You guys, uh, you have my utmost respect because you guys do some insane things with numbers and hey, props to you guys. You guys make the world go round literally. Yeah. So, and yeah, so we're not even going to try to fight with it. No, we're just not. Um, but so heat index, to come back to the big story is kind of, you know, what everybody was talking about. And, you know, yet the central part of the country heat up first. I know that you guys are still dealing with this, um, goes into the great lakes and then off to the East coast, up through Washington, DC, up into Boston, where people in Massachusetts were, you know, complaining it's way too hot. I made a smart ass remark on one of our weather groups on Facebook. Oh, look, you're a bunch of baked beans. Boston baked beans, and everybody was like, oh, that's really funny. That is really funny. <laughs> so, but again, I mean, temperatures are, you know, they're they're deathly hot, and people yes. are, you know, suffering, and I know that there have been a couple deaths attributed to this heat wave, and people kept asking throughout the week, when's it going to break, when's it going to break, when's it going to break? Well, lo and behold, as we know in the weather world, you have to have something that's going to initiate the change. And either that's a cold front or it's a thunderstorm or it's, you know, the area of high pressure eventually leaving and something has to replace it. Well, Bonnie, we had all these ingredients where really warm air, really unstable air with the humidity, and you had a pretty active jet stream and you Uh put those three ingredients together and what do you get? Thunderstorms. Yes. Severe weather. Yes. It was a moderate risk issued. <laughs> right. And eventually a PDS watch issued. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our friends in the Upper Plains and in the Great Lakes states, they got the party started this week. And it was really, really cool to see. We had a lot of thunderstorms that were starting to form. These things were not fast movers to start with. But once the systems kind of got some energy and got going, it started racing out. Um, we retweeted on the weather podcast, Twitter page, um, a bunch of great animation loops from a lot of our friends that were tracking this. There was one discrete storm that had moved through the state of Minnesota into Wisconsin and had started to kind of develop a nice little squall line. And there were a couple isolated supercells out ahead of it. Well, we know, we know the supercells move at a decent clip occasionally some just stay stationary but most are are pretty decent movers well this squall line had a bunch of energy with it and all of a sudden it overtakes this nice you know discrete supercell and then it hits the it hit, hits lake michigan and this thing goes from now a squall line to a pretty strong bow echo 
and this thing plowed across the lake, plows into Michigan, and people are rejoicing because it's no longer 118 degrees, it feels like. The temperature has gone from, you know, 90 down to, you know, 78 or 76 or even colder, and people are just like, oh my gosh, finally the heat is broken, so... You know, the folks in the Midwest got to experience it. There are still a lot of the parts of the country, like where you are, Bonnie, in Oklahoma, that still have not gotten to experience that. But that change is coming. Yes, yes. It's coming tonight into tomorrow, and I am counting down because we are boiling alive in this heat and this humidity. Right. So I am ready. I am ready. One of the cool things that we saw with these thunderstorms is the outflow boundary. We've talked about that on the show where you have these storms that – you know, they go through a life cycle, right? Where you have the baby bubbling up over a thunderstorm, you have the mature stage, and then the dissipation of the thunderstorm. Well, when storms dissipate, all that air that's involved in the storm has to go somewhere, and it sinks, hits the ground, and then it kind of, you know, goes down every direction. That's called your gust front or your outflow boundary. It's where the air that's in the storm has been, now it's flowing out of the storm. Well, this usually ushers in cooler air. And if you were lucky enough to be close to thunderstorms, chances are your temperature went down when the outflow boundary went through. We saw a great example of this yesterday in Chicago. The poor folks in Chicago have been roasting for days. And they just complain way too much. And that's what they do in <laughs> Chicago, right? Same here, though. <laughs> well, tr- okay, true. I mean, listen, I don't, don't take this the wrong way. Here in Oregon, I mean, if it gets to 100, everybody's like, oh, my gosh, it's hot. If it's at 90, people are like some people are like that's eh, hot, but we don't have the humidity. So I mean, I I I've been in Phoenix, Arizona in the summer where it's 115 degrees at 2 a.m. Oh. Okay, and the rocks are radiating heat. The roads are radiating heat. It's a weird feeling. It's like being in an oven. Right. It totally is. But it's also the same effect when I have gotten into Dallas at you know. 115 or 2 o'clock in the morning and you step out of the car, you step off the plane and it's 88 degrees and the humidity is at 81%. Yep. And you are just feeling sticky instantly. Oh yeah. Miserable. It's not not fun. And so we don't have that in the Northwest. I mean, today it's going to be 91 and the humidity is probably less than 30%. Wow. So Lucky. it's a, yeah, it's a nice dry heat. But with that said, the folks in Chicago have been suffering as most of the country is. Well, they had these line of thunderstorms that were moving through Chicago yesterday. Outflow boundary gets pushed out from a dying and collapsing thunderstorm and it blows through Wrigley Field and the entire place went crazy. The temperature dropped like 13 degrees in two minutes. Oh, how amazing is that? Right. <laughs> And I mean, we've listen. We've all been there. We've all gotten to experience the outflow boundary and the change in the air mass, and it's great. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's just like, oh my gosh, just a little bit of relief. It's just a tiny bit, you know, breaks the heat for a little bit, and it's great. But a lot of times, the gust front out ahead of a thunderstorm is cool air too, and it yep. feels good. Yeah, and that's and that's amazing. And you know, we talked about in the severe weather world, if you are wanting tornadic thunderstorms, you don't want a gust front. Because that cold air is coming in, it's kind of stabilizing the atmosphere just a little bit more. But when you're dealing with these, you know, this heat and it being so hot, it's just, it's a nice thing of relief. And, you know, you get these little spurts and that happens. And I know Chicago's going to be really warm again today. 
but it's okay because, okay, all right, well, we know that we had that yesterday. There is hope on the horizon. And we will talk about it here in a minute, but colder weather is coming for most of the, of the U.S. You guys yes. are going to get a respite, which is great. But it was just really cool to see these thunderstorms and the outflow boundary. But speaking of those, you just tweeted here in the last little bit on our page at Weather Podcast, and I know I retweeted it. Um, this awesome radar loop from New Orleans. Yes. And this thing is awesome. Why don't you tell people about it? Because this is so cool. Well, it's it's like a a weird little circle of thunderstorms that are all starting to collapse and have their outflow boundaries headed towards the center of the circle they have formed. And so it's kind of, you know, waiting to see these outflow boundaries hit each other and, and see what happens because that air will have nowhere to go but up. So it, you know, theoretically should cause some more thunderstorms to erupt right there. So it just looks super cool on radar seeing all those little outflows come out. So I'm sure they've already hit by now, but I haven't seen what has become of that. But hopefully something awesome. No, I totally agree. And I'm actually going to pull it up and see if I can see what it happened. But do you know what the body of water is to the north of New Orleans there? Why it's why it's dark and why there's no active storms there? No. Lake Pontchartrain. Oh, I don't know. So if you go and look at if you go and look at this, so go check out our page uh, at B Squared Weather. Sorry, at Weather Podcast. That's Facebook. Facebook is available at B Squared Weather. But if you go look at um, us at Weather Podcast, we retweeted it. Bonnie obviously also retweeted it. Um, NWS New Orleans, about two hours ago, they posted this image of all these thunderstorms in this area, and they're sending out multiple um, gust fronts, you know, whatever you want to call it, outflow boundaries, and they're going to converge. But there's this dark area in the middle of the image, and that's Lake Pontchartrain. You're not going to get a thunderstorm that's going to form over a lake that's relatively cold water. So you have all this, you know, energy over land, but it's pretty awesome. Do you think that water's cold right now, though? Uh, you don't think it's warmed up at all? I don't know. I'm sure it's warm, but I don't know if there's enough instability and lift over the actual lake to cause it to fire up a storm. I think the ground being heated um, is where more probably more of the instability is. Well, that cold water didn't stop Barry. <laughs> That's true, and the Gulf is still relatively war- actually really warm. They said it's still it didn't churn up a lot of cold water from deep down the Gulf. They said that the and we'll get into the tropics here in a little bit. Again, we digress. It's not fifty past the hour yet. Um, <laughs> but they were saying that once we get, you know, into the actual tropic season, that there's just not a whole lot of warm water outside of Africa off the African coast into the eastern Atlantic. And so that's why they're saying that, like, a lot of these storms haven't formed yet. But hopefully that's going to change. Well, we'll see. I mean, we still have plenty of summer left, but, I mean, we are towards the end of July. So if it's still not warming up, I don't see how much more warm it can get before it starts to get cool again, you know. So we'll see. That's true. That's a very, very valid point. But uh, I'm looking at the radar loop right now as it's loading on my phone. Okay, so there's all the gust fronts. They converge over the lake, and nothing happens. Aww. Well, that's a bummer. Right? Let me look at velocities here. Let me see if anything's spun up or anything like that. Bubble bursted. Right? Like Barry. Barry bursted our bubble. Right? But he he went strong for a while. I was impressed. He did. For a baby hurricane and an MCS-based system, it was pretty cool. Um, 
it looks like the storms to the south kind of took over the initial push of air. Oh. And so it just kind of eroded it. So maybe the storms south of New Orleans were a little bit stronger than those up to the north. So anyways. Well, you know, it's nature. It wasn't perfectly all symmetrical. So. Exactly. But still go check it out because it's still pretty cool to see. Yes. Uh, but yeah, so again, heat is still going to be the story for the week so far. But as we get to it, Bonnie, um, we have some colder air coming in to replace all this hot air. And I know people are extremely excited. Yes, yes. We, especially here, we are ready. Uh, we may get some rain out of it, but that's it's a slim chance. But honestly, I don't care. I just want some cooler, drier air. And it is coming in tonight. Our highs will be in the 80s like all week. We might make it back to 90 by the end of the week. But late July, to have mid to upper 80s for highs, I'll take it. Right. And it's not just the areas that, you know, you would think are going to be cool down. This is a wide-ranging cold front. Yes. This thing I is... mean, like as far south as Alabama. And that is far south. Right. And again, this is the summer. It's not necessarily an abnormal pattern. Or it's not abnormal to see this much of a continental air mass come through and cool us down. But, you know, again, this would be something we we're looking at maybe more of a spring type setup or a mid-fall setup. Right. So occasionally we get one of these. I mean, you know, we talked last week how we had been in this rain pattern and we had this really weird low out over the Gulf of Alaska that just kept spinning in little impulses of energy and causing rain in Oregon after the 4th of July. It just does not happen. Or it does, but it's pretty rare. And so it's great. But finally, everywhere. I mean, everybody in the Plains, everybody in the Midwest, everybody up and down the East Coast is finally going to get some respite. As you said, cold air is going to drop all the way down. I shouldn't say necessarily cold, but colder air right, is going to drop all the way down into the deep south. So that's going to be good. Um, you know, obviously, with any type of cold front eroding warm air, you're going to have the chance of severe weather. So we're looking at severe weather. Through the Ohio Valley, Ohio River Valley, down into Tennessee, up through Kentucky, West Virginia, Virginia, Pennsylvania, Maryland, Washington, D.C., New Jersey, New York City, uh, that type of area, or that type, that area, period. But, uh, yeah. I mean, you look at the radar right now, it's really kind of quiet. There's some storms that are bubbling up in the Dakotas, down through Nebraska and into Kansas. <clears throat> Excuse me, I know the SPC has a couple of little watches out for those areas. Another cluster of storms around Chicago. Uh, and then just, you know, a bunch of little bubbled up thunderstorms kind of, you know, over the Midwest. It's very typical this time of year. Uh, it looks, you know, like we talked about, New Orleans is getting hammered. But what else is new? We get these little impulses of tropical energy that come off the Gulf. And it's, you know, middle of the day. Warm air gets heated. And you have instability and poof, no cap thunderstorms form. Yeah. Lucky for them. Meanwhile, we have nothing. I mean, in that, that front, we it might give us some rain, and I, I do hope we get a little bit, but I, I doubt we get very much. But I'll, I'll take the cooler temperatures for sure, for sure. You know, and we've, we've talked about continental air masses. as again, something I'm not used to, and I apologize for the dog barking outside. I'm having to tape today's <laughs> podcast in a completely different room. And or studio that I'm used to. And so I was like, you know, I'm going to leave the window open just a little bit to get some natural air. Apparently my neighbor's dog is barking. So and there's a first for B squared. <laughs> 
I'm pretty sure Clyde has been on the podcast either barking or squeaking a toy. So, you know, it's okay. We need a dog in there every once in a while. Hey, shout out to Clyde, the third member of B- the B-Square team. He's napping very hard on the couch right now. He's got a rough life. Yes, he a rough life. R-U-F-F, rough life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, little yeah. baby Clyde. Yep. It's B-Squared and C. So B-Squared C. Yeah, 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 yeah. We will not be changing the podcast name. Sorry. No. <laughs> but we, like I said, we talked about continental air masses. Um, my friend Nick Barkley, who was uh, on a show about a year ago talking about those tornadoes that moved through his hometown and he, actually his family's farm in Minnesota, sent me a text yesterday. He goes, man, he goes, I've missed that weird change where we wake up to storms and thunder and lightning, you know, six, seven, eight o'clock in the morning. And then by noon, there's not a cloud in sight, bright blue sunshine, and nothing. He goes, it's just the weirdest thing to me. And I was like, yeah, man, it's the continental air mass. I mean, I, you know, that's that's pretty awesome. We didn't get a lot of we don't we don't get those here in the Pacific Northwest. You know, we're under a maritime air mass where, you know, we might wake up every morning for a week and a half with. Uh, fog or yeah. you know marine air that comes in <clears throat> and we just don't get anything that resembles that and it takes hours of it to burn off but it's rinse and repeat it happens all the time it's so weird how just like well it's not weird but it's just crazy how just that that in itself that either the the maritime air mass continental really just affects weather patterns in the same oh, yeah. country you know for sure. So. I mean, and, you know, I would talked about on the podcast when I was uh, in Nashville in February where, you know, it's ra- again, same type of thing. It's raining in the morning. Three hours later, nothing. No cloud in the sky. Beautiful day. And I'm like, it just I don't get that in the in, in the northwest. It's very rare that we see it. I mean, you see it obviously all the time. Mm-hmm. You're there. Well, and we'll have it where it's stormy in the morning sunny mid-morning early afternoon and then stormy again by late afternoon evening like you know so it just it's up and down roller coaster type situation around these parts right and i mean obviously you guys have the gulf of mexico that control you know that big feature obviously is the warm humid air that comes out of the gulf us we have the cold pacific just to you know my west and that still influences everything. Thankfully, I have a coast range of mountains that kind of limit, you know, the effects. Because if we didn't have that, I'd be gray every morning. Yeah. And then wait for the sun to either burn off the marine layer, which not a guarantee that it would. But still pretty awesome. So, you know, the other thing that I love with continental air masses is you can get, you know, a cold front that comes through where there's no clouds with it, <clears throat> no storms with it. No rain, a little bit of wind, maybe, but that's about it. Yeah, and that to Which me, those are the boring fronts. Right. But yes, that will happen. <laughs> but again, again, I don't get those here. Yeah, the only time that anything like that resembles it is maybe an Arctic front. And if we're lucky enough to get that, then you know it's cold in the winter. It's reinforcing even more cold air, so we might get a couple snowflakes when the front actually moves through. But it's just so rare to see that. And so that's one of the things I'm very jealous of, everybody that lives basically west or east of the Rockies. You guys get to deal with us all the time. I don't. That's one of the things that I, like I said, I really am jealous of. Well, get on our level. Right. 
<laughs> Here, I'm going to fly to Denver, Oklahoma City, just to experience a continental air mass. Oh, cool. There was a cold front with no rain to it. Wow, that was fun. Okay, back on a plane. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what you're going to do. Bobby's weather trip cost him $806. <laughs> to experience nothing. <laughs> right. But that's cool. And again, I, this is one of the many reasons why I love weather and trying to figure everything out because that is awesome. It's great when you get a chance to you know see that and experience it. So the good news is, like we've said, the colder air is on its way. Uh, got maybe a day, maybe two left of the real intense heat. But uh, this heat wave is quickly coming to an end. Yes, and we'll just see how long that lasts, I'm sure. August will be a whole other story, but if we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But right. yes, for now, relief, here it comes. So we had mentioned that we were going to talk tropics, and we've now hit 50 past the hour. So here's your tropical update on B-Squared, your weekly weather podcast. Yeah, yesterday the National Hurricane Center said there was nothing happening. Yep. And sent out the tweet and the text to you saying, here's our show rundown. This is what we want to talk about. And lo and behold, uh, disturbance number one pops up. And there it is, 10% chance of formation in the next 48 hours. And it's crazy how quickly it changed from nothing to something. Literally overnight. Less than overnight. It was was probably a few hours after you texted me that it it popped up. And I was like, wow, okay. We have you to thank for it, I would say. (laughs) Well, you're welcome. I'm so glad I could help. Well. (laughs) Because if you look everywhere else, I mean... There's an area out in the Central Pacific to the south of Hawaii that's got a 10% chance. The Eastern Pacific has an area that is going to most likely form into a cyclone in the next 48 hours. <clears throat> it's about 90%. Uh, it's going to be looking like it's going to be drifting off to the west-northwest, so it's not going to affect Mexico at all uh, until either post-remnants or it'll just kind of sit out there and churn in the Pacific. That's great. And like we said, in the Atlantic, we just have that one area just to the north of the Bahamas. Uh, and it's forecasted to move up near the Florida Panhandle and then kind of curve out back into the Atlantic uh, around Georgia, South Carolina. So um, if it does develop, we'll definitely keep an eye on it. But 10% chance, uh, not very good. But then again, we've seen storms that have started as a 10% chance that end up into Cat 5 hurricanes. Well, and I'm pretty sure Barry was... A less than 10%, and then he did become a, a hurricane, not he a cat did. five, but he definitely became a hurricane. So, right besides Barry, Karen will be our most talked about storm, and uh, we talked about that ad nauseum last week. So, if you guys have any, uh, if you guys want to talk about that, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, to digress real quick, so um, I picked up a second part time job. I'm the sound director for a minor league baseball team and having a blast doing it. Today is Disney Day out at the ballpark. So when I get done post uh, taping the podcast and posting it, um, I'm going to head out to the job. So I kid you not, I just get a text. I'm just going to read you the text verbatim from Kyle. Kyle is an intern who is my boss. Okay. We're hammering <laughs> Disney mid-innings today. We have a Spotify playlist with songs for you. We can keep adding, so whenever you think of, let me know. A couple of sing-alongs, too. <laughs> uh, what a great text. It, it, so it, you, you need to get your playlist ready, okay? It's going to be amazing. I cannot, I cannot wait. I literally I'm cannot. I'm kind of jealous. I cannot wait. I'm going to play Let It Go so many times today that people are going to be so sick of that song. 
<laughs> you know, I think everybody is, but you should still play it. And anything from Moana, Lion King, um, Pocahontas, Mulan, Aladdin, Aladdin, 101 Dalmatians, Little Mermaid, Mary Poppins. Yeah, good stuff. We have started playing Baby Shark in pretty regular rotation. Um, take that out. <laughs> <laughs> we won't play that. Well, we'll play that today, but it's not a Disney song, but still, we'll get the kids fired up. You know, I've never even seen the show that that's on. I've never even heard it's... the song itself. I've only just heard people singing it. You've never heard it? No. Oh, Bonnie, 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 Bonnie. I'm basically 30, okay? I'm grown. I don't listen to Baby Shark do 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 okay? But, I also don't sing it well. Okay, but you have to watch it just once. Okay, fine. Is it on demand? Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. Sorry, that's... <laughs> just go to... You, type it in YouTube, Baby Shark. Baby Shark. Okay, I'm from, going to. From Pink Fong, P-I-N-K-F-O-N-G. And it's... That's who made it. And you will love it instantly. If it gets stuck in my head for days, I'm <laughs> going to text you and I'm going to be mad. <laughs> then I'll just fire off a bunch of other YouTube videos that help cure for baby shark but i will say this baby shark is the greatest like things to play if something is stuck in your head to get rid of it yeah but then it's just this like crazy loop because then you gotta get something else stuck in your head to get rid of baby shark and then no you, you get don't actually else. it i kid you not i kid it you dissipates not on it its dissipates own. on its own <laughs> okay like you it might hum it a little bit like hmm, okay and then it's gone and then your mind is free and clear it's great it's a therapeutic song. Very much so. Okay. You feel wow. like Dirk's Bentley free and easy down the road I go after I listen to Baby Shark if I have something stuck in my head. Well, that sounds nice. It is. I, I, I'll check it out and I'll let you know how long it is stuck in my head for. Okay. Yeah, but you you must definitely check out Baby Shark. Okay. Just to keep up with the rest of the universe, I will check it out. <laughs> Remember, we're trendsetters. Right. So Trend followers or whatever <laughs> trend keeper uppers yes exactly all right well again we've digressed last week was hurricane karen and then this week was disney and baby shark but that's okay hey we got to throw those in every once in a while you, you really know. do you really do until we actually get some like truly truly exciting weather to talk about like a cat three or cat five hurricane we might just have to introduce our favorite viral videos to be squirky <laughs> weekly weather podcast <laughs> yes that is what we should do, and we could try to make them weather-related, but we don't have to. No, we don't. Well, I mean, listen, there are plenty of YouTube videos with weather content. That is great. So, uh, Thunder spe- snow, I'm just saying. <laughs> right. And what about your little your pot, the you know the pot that would not die? Yeah, that was a really strong little pot on that table. I was impressed. Okay, so tell our listeners, if they have not seen it, what, what you're talking about. I'll be honest. I don't really know where this video was taken, but it looks like it was somebody's, like, back deck and they had a table with a little pot flower decorative pot on it and it was just storming crazy rain wind it was sideways rain it was stinging rain it was big old fat rain and it was going just sideways blowing crazy and this pot was not moving and it didn't blow over it didn't break nothing and i was like how is this little pot just okay and some people like answered and some people like agreed. They were like, I was saying the same thing. And uh, Michael Armstrong from Coco TV, as we call it on B squared, 
Um, he said that it was that that wind and everything was likely between buildings and it wasn't directly over that back patio. And that's why it wasn't really moving, which makes sense. But it just looked crazy. Right. And I, I think the amount of, you know, available rain in the air really helped add to the cool graphical, you know, presentation of the video. Right, like made it look a little more dramatic than maybe sure. it was. And I feel like nobody got the Forrest Gump reference that I just threw in there, but that's fine. <laughs> I'm sure somebody <laughs> did. I'm sure somebody did. Well, did you? I did not. The stinging rain, yeah. big old fat rain. Yeah. I don't know. It was, it was okay. impressive. Uh, one of my friends from Colorado Springs sent me a video yesterday. Uh, and again, I don't know if she was in a microburst or just a really intense downdraft. But similar type of video where a lot of wind, a lot of rain just kind of enveloped her apartment complex real close. And again, I know living on the front range in Colorado, you're going to get that a lot more than you are, you know, per se here in the northwest or even a little bit more than you guys get in Oklahoma. But it was still really incredible to watch all this energy just being released kind of in one very small area. So it was really cool. I'm telling you, that's the best. And and just especially when stuff isn't damaged, you know, it's like, how did all this happen? And there's just some leaves on the ground, you know, so it's crazy. But for my money, I still think the best viral videos are lightning strikes on trees. Oh, yes, for sure. And those are so scary. And the people who get the close range ones, like trees in their own backyard and stuff, right. that is so scary. <laughs> Example A1, why we do not stand under trees during thunderstorms. And, you know, it's so loud. Like, it's loud in those videos, but can you imagine if that happened in your own backyard? It would sound like a little bomb went off. Right. I will say this. I've been woken up, and again, mm-hmm. nocturnal thunderstorms in Oregon are rare. And by the way, this podcast has been everything that's rare in Oregon. Um, <laughs> but I can just speak from experience. Um, nocturnal thunderstorms in Oregon are pretty rare. Occasionally mm-hmm. we get them, um, and occasionally during the summer... Uh, there's usually one or two days where we wake up to storms that have literally just fired off right at sunrise. And I want to say this is probably about eight to ten years ago. I'm at home and, you know, we knew that we would probably have thunderstorms at some point during the day. But I got woken up, literally tossed out of bed. There was a lightning strike maybe 600 yards from my house. Jeez. So, I mean, about a quarter of a mile, not not terribly close, but also not far away. And I it echoed off the side of the house and it sounded like a bomb exploded. It and is a scary sound. It is. And again, when you're asleep and you're not used to it and that's what wakes you up, you're like, what just happened? Um, there used to be a great app for iPhone use. Um, and I want to say it was called lightning storm, but I could be wrong. Uh, but it would provide like within seconds, real time updates on where lightning struck. And it was, yeah. it was great. Uh, app is gone. I was really bummed when they discontinued it. Cause I thought it was a great product. Now they have some others that are, you know, decent, but nothing like this was cause this thing was awesome. And, you know, pull up a map and like I said, 600 yards from my house. I was like, that is way too close. Hit a tree and it basically chopped the top of the tree off. Man, have you seen the video of someone driving down the road and it hit uh, a light pole, a wooden yes. like telephone pole, and it just exploded it into a million little splinters, yep. it looked like. I have seen that. And that's, 
Again, it's a classic example of why you don't stand under a tree. Yes, I understand you're, it's a lightning rod, okay? It's a tree that is up into the atmosphere, free-flowing. Its branches are, you know, creating, you know, the electrostagnant, electromagnetic field with air rubbing against it. And you get a discharge. A lightning bolt is basically vaporizing the sap inside. It's flash heating it, and when you flash heat something, it's got to expand. And it expands by blowing out parts of the tree, little shards, hot burning sap, <laughs> causing fires. I mean, I again, I don't know why anybody would ever want to be near a tree during a thunderstorm. That's why anytime you hear thunder, you're supposed to go inside. It's not because of the thunder. It's because it's the lightning. Right. And lightning can strike, I want to say it's anywhere from 0 to 15 miles outside of the storm. Right. So if and you can hear the thunder, you got to go in. Right, and sometimes more. And, you know, there have been fluke documented cases about that, but it does occasionally happen. Uh-huh. But there's, I mean, it's great. I love watching those videos. My all-time favorite is the guy sitting in a cafe. I think he's at a summer camp. And a tree gets hit, and, you know, everybody's like, oh, my gosh. And then all of a sudden the top of the tree comes crashing down. Whoa. And he's like, okay. But again, a lot of fir trees out here in Oregon. It happens here a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just, they're nature's lightning rods. Yep. I mean, and same here. You know, we're flat and we have a lot of trees, a lot of tall trees. And it's the same. Gets struck around here all the time. Light poles too. So, and you know when it's close because it's just, it's a totally different sound than just regular thunder. It's a, uh, it's a scary sound, like the sound you described. Yeah, it's an explosion. It's literally mm-hmm. air being heated to the point of exploding. And it will. It'll knock you out of bed for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. Um, I was going to say something. I just completely lost my train of thought. Happens like that here in B-squared. <laughs> it's been a very long week. I had a 13 and a half hour shift at a country bar last night, so... Where you killed it. I did. I played a lot of music and I played a lot of songs two or three times. <laughs> nice. Yes. So I, my therapy today will be listening to Baby Shark. <laughs> <laughs> and and your favorite Disney tunes. I was going to say and all the Disney songs ever. Oh, it's comedy. Um, I retweeted a video last night on the Weather Podcast page. I'm a big open wheel racing guy. I love the IndyCar series. It's kind of one of my favorite sports that I follow along. And they were racing at Iowa last night. Well, they were kind of caught up in one of these little MCSs where they kind of build up and they move through. And so it was a Saturday night night race. They were supposed to get started at 6 p.m. Central Time. And I want to say that the storms rolled in just about 5.45 Central Time. And Good timing. <laughs> oh, it was great timing. And, you know, we were getting tons of weather updates from the different people that are with the series. A lot of the pilots tweet out at weather. Um, a lot of the team owners are invested in, you know, different weather stuff. But there's a great video from Steinbrenner Racing where I believe it was the owner, George Steinbrenner, the, f- the fourth, was like, I'm not a meteorologist by any stretch of the imagination. But my handy weather app here says it's sunny. Clearly, we don't have the right information. And they (laughs) pan and they show that it's just absolutely dumping outside the garage. And yet on the phone, it says mostly sunny. So 
I know that we like to harp on this, and we probably shouldn't, but we're going to. Don't necessarily follow what your phone says in terms of weather. It's a great overview of what might happen, but please get a more reliable source than just your phone. Because I think the issue is they don't update often. And I don't know if it's an update like once in the morning, once in the evening, kind of. I don't know how those apps work. But most of the time, your local news station has their own apps. So, and they're free. Yes, they so are. You can definitely download those and, and use the weather section of those apps. And those are usually really good. Yeah, they're very reliable. I want to say from somebody that I talked to a long time ago that iPhone weather and Android weather, they take one of the model ensemble members so one of the 50 and that's what determines your iphone forecast wow imagine if that's how real meteorologists did the forecast then oh. no one would know what was going on ever right and you think people would get blamed for having bad forecasts it would happen uh. all the time but again again one of 50 and it's just like come on i mean at least take the consensus because at least at that point you're you know, you have a pretty reliable structure, but yeah. Okay. So you found one ensemble member that says, Hey, it's, you know, storms are going to miss us. We're going to go with that. It's going to be mostly sunny today. I've had people who do listen to that app over their own news app or of course, whatever they see on Twitter and stuff, they'll listen to their built-in weather app on their phone. And I'm like, okay, you do you. And then they get mad when it's not right. And I'm like, and they will say, because the forecasts are different, they'll be like, oh, meteorologists around here don't know what they're talking about. Look, my iPhone says X, Y, Z. And it's just, I don't even know. You yep. can't even argue with those people. <laughs> you can't, but in the best case of that is winter. Oh, there's a snowflake yeah. on my phone. It's going to snow in four days. And you're like, oh, my gosh, no, it's not. Right. But my iPhone says it is. Well, iPhone's never wrong. Yeah, okay. Well, how about you go download the Face app and then give, you know, millions of Russians access to your pictures that they can use without paying you. And you also uh, look you creepy. Saw that thing. <laughs> you saw that thing that oh. people are passing around Of course on I did. Of course I did. And I was just like, you know, there are some viral trends that it's okay not to take part in. Making yourself right. look haggard and ugly is one of them. But hey. That's People what I said. want to just follow, follow the, follow the crowd. I'm surprised Snapchat doesn't have something. Well, they kind of do. They do those filters that make you look old. They but. do, but the difference is it's not being sold off to third-party vendors. Yeah. But, that we know of. Yeah. Well, I digress. Enough about that crap. Uh, what do you guys have coming up weather-wise in Oklahoma? Um, just a glorious week of relief. Um, cold front comes in this evening into tomorrow morning, bringing with it uh, the chance of some rain. So hopefully we get a little bit of that, but highs in the mid to upper 80s for the rest of the week, probably near 90 on Friday. So that'll be fine. Uh, lower humidity. So bring it on, bring it on, bring it on. Well, out here in Oregon, we're approaching a high today of 90. Uh, it's going to be warm for the next couple of days. However, we have legitimately zero chance of rain in the next 15 days, according to the GFS. Um, wow. Temperatures are going to be in the mid to upper 80s. Lows will be in the mid to upper 50s. Uh, rinse and repeat from here through the next 15 days. There is a chance that 
there is a little bit of monsoonal moisture that will move up the Cascades, could fire off some thunderstorms. If that's the case, we might get lucky and get a storm that drifts down into the valley, which would be fantastic because I could use another chase day. Um, but we'll see. I mean, it's kind of, like I said, we'd laughed, you know, we laugh out here in Oregon. Summer doesn't start until the 5th of July. Well, it looked like it was about a week and a half late, but lo and behold, we're now into that pattern. Um, long range forecast say we might get into the mid to upper nineties, maybe around the first of August. So that would be, that'd be awesome. Uh, but we will see. So yeah, not a whole lot happening out here weather wise. Um, just a lot of blue skies and some warm temperatures. Hey, it sounds nice and peaceful. And I just, like I said, count down to this relief. It's going to feel so good. I'm like, do I need to get a jacket out? Like, is it going to be cold? You know what I mean? That's how crazy it is. Like when it gets, when it's super hot and we have any amount of cool down, just because we've been so used to the extreme heat, it's like, it feels kind of cold, you know? And so I feel like the mornings are going to feel so nice. Well, I'm really happy for you guys that you're going to finally get out of it because you guys have been baking for way too long. Um, and most of the country, you know, it, you know, we get hot weather in the summer. We get, you know, these little respites of relief. And when they come, we should take full advantage of them. I know that you will. And uh, it'll be good for a couple of days. And then, you know, I'm sure we'll probably get the high to settle right back in over top and off again we go. Yeah. And really, it's it'll just be waiting. I mean, August and most of September is going to be hot that's just how it goes so we'll just see how much relief how long it lasts or how often it happens for the next couple months right and again folks if you're out in the heat and you have to be please take every precaution drink lots of water stay in the shade if you can if you have to work outdoors see if you can you know at least do it in the early morning hours or in the late afternoon hours to kind of just stay out of the most intense part of the day but just take care of yourself please check on your neighbors as well uh those who are elderly, those with kids, just make sure everybody is staying safe as possible. Right. And also don't leave your pet or your kid in your car. Yes. That is a big no, no, a big no, no, especially a child. Come on. You know, better than that. You know, we saw people out here doing it just the other day. I think it might've been yesterday or Friday. Someone out at one of our malls who was babysitting left the kid. She was babysitting in the car for about 30 minutes and the kid was four and was able to get out on his own. And, I can only imagine, and I don't. I don't know the outcome. I don't know if she got in trouble, but I'm sure she did. But yeah, like people are still doing that crap. Leaving a kid in the car is the stupidest thing you possibly could do. Dog too. If I see a dog in a car, I will bust a window. Best believe. So. Oh, absolutely. Um, real quick story, because we can. Um, <laughs> I'm working at the bar last week, and. My manager and my lead bartender are both animal lovers, and for some reason, one of my bartenders was out in the parking lot. I saw her, and I was like, yeah, she's probably just, you know, going to her car. But there is a dog in a car, and it's 85 degrees. Yes, it's 8 o'clock in the evening, okay? The temperature has definitely gone down. The sun is not, you know, actively hitting the car, and this car has all of its windows open, and there's a little bit of a breeze, but it's still pretty warm in the car. And so, you know, they have me make the announcement. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, if you're driving this car, can you please go see a bouncer at the front door? And the guy that was working the bouncer booth didn't want to deal with this, so it fell to me. So the guy comes up, oh, it's my girlfriend's car. 
Um, well, would you mind just opening the car up and taking the dog out because my manager feels that the dog is, you know, not necessarily in distress, but in a point of where it needs attention. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Sorry about that. Not a problem. So I walk out. And I was like, you know, I appreciate you not arguing with us. It's just, you know, we feel that the dog could, you know, probably be in a better spot than in the back of your car. You know, why you're inside the bar. Well, the girlfriend comes out and the girl's like, I'm a vet. And my first thought is, if you're a vet, why is your dog in the car when it's hot? Yeah. Why'd you bring it at all to go to the bar? Like, just leave it at home. Right. And she's like, well, you know, I just, it, you know, the windows were down open. I'm like, I get it. But your dog is in a crate with a blanket over top of the crate. And he's just sitting there. Yes, he's got water. But I'm like, that's just not a spot for your dog. No. I'm like, Not at all. I'm like, you work next door at a vet hospital. Just leave him there. Yeah. And then when you're uh, done, go pick him up. Just, you know, people, you're the thing. People love pets. I get that. And then you have really good pet moms like yourself. And then you have people that just have pets to have pets that don't necessarily watch out for their true well-being. Yeah. And I'm not saying that this lady is one of those people. But just make a better decision. Don't yeah. leave a child in a car. Do not leave a pet in a car. Because you're right. If I see a pet in the car and it's hot, you best believe I'm going to bust the window out. Yeah. And Because it doesn't take long for it to get hot in that car. It's within minutes. The temperature can yes. double. Yes. And it's just not worth it. And I'm sorry. If I break your window, you can call the cops at me. Fine. I'm going to sit there and say I did it because there was a pet in neglect. And then yeah. what? And they're going to side with you. That's what. Oh, yeah. So, again, just take an extra minute, make sure everybody around you is hydrated and feeling good, and, you know, enjoy the heat. It is summer. It feels good occasionally, but just make sure you guys take care of yourselves. That's all. Exactly. Just be smart about it. Well, we will watch the tropics. We'll see if anything happens with that nice little low of development uh, around the Bahamas, and uh, maybe it will turn into something, but... Uh, I think we're going to probably have to wait for Chantel to show up at some point. Uh, yeah. But until then, we're going to watch the heat. We're going to watch this awesome cool down that's coming. Uh, I'm jealous. Enjoy it, guys. And uh, we will talk to you guys next week. Bye.